Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Welcome into the 7 o'clock hour of our Tuesday, January 23rd edition of Sports Talk. Pelicans just tipping off against the Utah Jazz. That game getting underway in the Smoothie King Center. Uh, Coming up after the first break, we'll talk a little tennis. Believe in Serving Aces podcast host Alexandra Stevenson will join us. Getting some info on the Australian Open as the finals will be coming up this weekend. Uh, Been a lot of great tennis I know you're into it too, Cajun Cannon, watching all the action. Just a little tough watching some of the games because they come on 2, 3 in the morning. Obviously, you can watch the replay on stuff, though. But man, oh man, Djokovic looks prime once again to be doing his thing, Bo. Uh, I know he's going to end up uh, probably meeting up with uh, Carlos Alcaraz eventually, the Spaniard. Yes, uh, I watch uh, male and female tennis because my wife's into tennis. Um, and so I'm watching Coco Golf, and my wife's a big Coco fan too. And, and uh, watching the Ukrainian, uh, the young lady. I, I don't want to butcher her name, but it was <laughs> like uh, six seven, seven six, and all that. And then Coco Golf was able uh, to come out on top. Uh, but the Joker ain't no damn joke. <laughs> uh, you know, anytime you win a major, uh, whether I'm vaccinated or not, there you go. Right, he's back in the country. Uh, but no, that, that that's interesting to see what's going to come about, and we're going to uh, talk about that more this hour uh, because it's a major. You know, you look at the Australian Open, you look at the French Open, you look at Wimbledon, you look at the U.S. Open. I like because that's a major. Same thing in golf. Uh, when you know, when you look at the Masters, you look at the U.S. Open. The Players' Championship, and then uh, I still call it the British Open. The best of the best playing at the best of the best. No, because that is significant. If you're the best at uh, you know in in your craft, whether it's golf or tennis, you want to excel and have an opportunity to win a major. Look, you just ask Tiger Woods. (laughs) Uh, You know, you know, like uh, Jack. uh, I mean, Jack uh, Nicholas. Right. I mean, uh, it goes on and on. That you got to win a major. And the one thing, Steve, uh, that uh, when you look at like, uh, okay, w- what have you done in, in tennis? And I, I have to look at my notes uh, where I have this. And the Joker ain't no joke. Hmm. Uh, the bottom line is like. Uh, You're watching a living legend, obviously, with, with tennis, uh, with him playing right now. Well, he's 36 years of age. I played uh, NFL football until I was 37. Okay. And I was on the back end. I was just trying to survive. Hmm. Uh, but he's not only surviving, he is dominant. He is dominant. Uh, it, 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 look, uh, if you're a Serb out there, uh, you have to be proud of 
of Djokovic, uh, Novak uh, Djokovic, uh, considering what he's done. Do, do you know what he did on Sunday? He reached the quarterfinals at a major for the 58th time, and he equaled uh, Roger Federer, Grand Slam record. Anytime you hear record, this record, that, I don't know, when I look at that number 58 times, come on. <laughs> uh, that's, uh, that's consistency that you cannot grasp. Now, it's his 14th run. You know, the quarterfinals, you look at the, now he's going on to the semifinals. We look at quarterfinals, semifinals, ultimately get to the finals. But it was his 14th run in the last eight uh, to make it to the quarterfinals at, at Melbourne Park. Uh, now, uh, that is incredible when you think about it. Okay, now think about this. 14 times in Australia. Uh, well, you're not going to play in this tournament, the Australian Open, because you're not vaccinated. So now you're vaccinated. So we're going to let you play. The no, but he's, he's not vaccinated. Uh, no, that's what I'm saying. Or whether you're in or not, but they, they gave him a pass. Right. Where he's at. But 14 run in the last eight Australian Opens. Uh, when you look at uh, incredible, uh, if you look at it, the previous 13 that he's been in, in, the, in the quarterfinals, uh, the previous 13, he's gone on to win 10. <laughs> uh, it's not like 50 50. He's won 10 Australian titles. 10 out of 13 make it to the quarterfinals. Pretty good. No, I I, I would say um, like, uh, he's he stepped up to the challenge, and he's made it happen. And like I said, he's 36 years of age. Uh, you know, like even with two major, uh, more major titles than any man in history. Uh, you know what's crazy, though? Steve, this caught my attention. You would think, like, would you be satisfied or not satisfied? This is this competitive fire that you cannot coach. You cannot make someone ha- – uh, you got to tell them something. Yeah. It has to come from within. Yes. This is what Djokovic said. This caught my attention. I was like, you got to be kidding me. Even with two more major titles than any man in history – not Nadal, not Federer, not none of those cats. He said he can't relax and enjoy it. He said, I just can't do it because it's that highly competitive. He said, I'm not playing anymore because I need more money or I need more points or whatever. I just want to play. I really enjoy the competition. Hell yeah, that's what we need with the freaking Saints or any, or the Pelicans. Any, we need a bunch of Djokovic. <laughs> we need a bunch of Novaks here. Yeah. Uh, let me tell you right now, uh, Steve, I'm going to say it again. You look at tennis history. And if you're the best of the best in any of your craft, whether it's golf, tennis, whatever it might be, football, soccer, whatever it might be, you know, you look, uh, uh, you look at uh, uh, Cristiano Ronaldo. You look at Messi, whatever. I like Djokovic's mentality. Here he is, even with two more major titles than any man in history. He still has that fire in the belly. Loves the game. He said, I can't relax and I just can't enjoy it because I want to freaking win. What? Just want to dominate. That's why, listen, I talk to my wife (laughs) and different people, 
and they're all anti-Djokovic. Uh, they're like, oh, I like the young guy Alcaraz. I like the old son of a gun. I like the one that still has the fire in the belly hanging with the young cats. Uh, that, 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 let me tell you, give me Djokovic. I wish he was an American, but he's not because you always want to cheer for the Americans. Sure. Uh, but all I know is when the, you know what hits the fan, <laughs> you want Djokovic on your side. Uh, that, uh, hey, listen, uh, whether you like him or not, yeah. his mannerisms, uh, you know how he goes about his business. Uh, but uh, and let me tell you, uh, I want somebody to call me if, if, if they think somebody's better than no- Novak Djokovic in the history of tennis. I want to know who that son of a gun is. Look, Roger Federer, he's nice from Switzerland. You know, he's more uh, likable, whatever. Uh, Rafael Nadal from Spain and all that. They're all nice, but they ain't no killer. I think Djokovic is a killer from Serbia. One of those Balkan state cats. I love that. We're going to take a break, get back more into our tennis talk. Alexandra Stevenson, former player, also Believe in Serving Aces podcast host, get into some Australian Open update. We'll be back right after this, Mike, on WWL. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. Pelicans and Utah Jazz just getting underway in the Smoothie King Center, folks. The Pels up 24-19, to 19, four minutes left in the first quarter there. We'll be keeping updates on that. Now getting to a little tennis talk in the Australian Open going on. Happy to welcome in Alexandra Stevenson to the radio huddle. She's a host of the Believe in Serving Aces podcast and former tennis player herself. How you doing, Alexandra? Thanks for the time. I'm doing wonderful. How are you guys tonight? Now, uh, Alexandra, uh, you know it's amazing uh, how the world tilts. And what I uh, mean by that, how all of a sudden we're looking about these winter storms in North America and what we're dealing with. And then if you're down in Australia, uh, which is summertime, it's been so damn hot. I mean, how the players been dealing with that? Because it seems like that's been an issue at times. Yeah, for sure. Look, when you go to Australia and you get ready for the Australian Open – one of the things is you know that you're going to have heat, right? And you have sometimes you can have four different seasons in one day. You could have like 120 degrees on the court 
or you could have 65 and windy <laughs> and rainy. So you just, as an athlete, you know, you guys in football, you always prepare for different weather. It's the same as in tennis. It's just the conditions and the wind and then the heat. It's just you on the court. So you have to be ready to just battle it out yourself. No, uh, Alexandra, uh, I thought, uh, well, I can relate to this as long as you're competing. I played till I was uh, 37 years of age in the NFL. Uh, but when I'm looking at, uh, at, at Djokovic, when he says, uh, look, even with two more major titles than any man in history, he said he can't uh, relax or enjoy it. Now, he loves the competition. He says, look, I'm not playing anymore because I need more money or need more points or whatever. I just want to play. I really enjoyed the competition. I mean, that's probably hard to explain to the public unless you really experience that. Does that make sense? Well, Bobby, you know, you're a Hall of Famer of New Orleans, so you understand. And it it is hard to explain to the public, but as an athlete, it's easy to understand because he's at such a high peak in his career and he's found the formula. And any level of athlete, when you find the formula that works for you, it's very hard to walk away from your sport. And he can be dominating right now, and he knows it. And he doesn't want to just go away and be like, okay, I'm good. He wants to break all the records in history of tennis. And then when he starts losing, then say, okay, I'm ready to be done. Right? It's kind of like Tom Brady walking away and then coming back and winning another Super Bowl. Yeah, when you look at that, and uh, Alexander, when I'm looking at it uh, on Sunday, uh, it's another record. He reached the quarterfinals at a major for the 58th time, uh, equaling uh, Roger uh, Federer's uh, Grand Slam record. So it just seems like it goes on and on. But what caught my attention also uh, uh, that the 14th run that he's had in the last eight at Melbourne Park, and which is incredible because – Using the Australian Open, the only thing that could uh, keep him out is if he's vaccinated or not, because he's an incredible, <laughs> incredible. Uh, you look previous thirteen, he's gone on to win ten out of thirteen Australian titles. To me, yeah, just exactly. that in itself was unbelievable. Yeah, he's won the most. He's won ten times there. He loves the courts and the surface there really suits his game because he's so good at defense to offense, offense to defense that none of the players have figured out how to take the title away from him except for three times. And those have been like five setters. Uh, I think the one against Nadal, that was the classic one a couple years ago. And it's just great conditions for Novak Djokovic to play because he is, he likes a hard court. He can play on all surfaces, but this court has a higher bounce. The balls are really nice and firm and they bounce high and through the court fast. And so against Djokovic, that's hard to handle because he's going to get everything back and then push you off the court. And it's just kind of like, you know, when you play at a certain area and you're just always playing well, that's kind of been the Australian Open for him the past 13 years, really. And 10 of those have been championships. And it's nice to see because 36, we all know now with, the training and nutrition and having a team in any sport at 36, you're still, you can still go to like 43 or 44, or 45, right. who knows? He could keep going because he has found the formula of his body and his team and everything is working. 
You know, Alexander, before we get on the women's side of the tournament, um, uh, I wanted to ask you one more question. Uh, looking at the quarterfinals, uh, all of a sudden, Taylor Fritz, uh, you know, the American, you might say, well, we want to cheer for the American. Uh, but uh, to me, uh, I was not surprised that uh, Fritz, even though he's had success, he's ranked 12th in the world, but he's 0-9 now against Djokovic. I mean, yeah, uh, look, w- were you surprised at that? No, uh, Taylor Fritz is a great hitter off the baseline. He's really improved his fitness. He's Djokovic is about six two and a half. Fritz is about six four. Djokovic is just more dynamic, and his defense is off the charts. And Taylor Fritz can't compete with that. And I, I watched the match last night, and you could just see Djokovic dialing in that fifth set, and just like. There was a 23-ball rally, and he was just not going to miss. And Fritz made the error because he couldn't sustain he couldn't sustain past 23 balls against Novak. And that's one thing you know when you play Novak Djokovic. He's going to strangle you until you can't even breathe and then keep doing it for five sets. So you have to be right. ready to do it. And Fritz and his body, that's not his game, and – that's why he's 0-9. He really doesn't have that super weapon that can beat, uh, that can beat Novak. Now, uh, the Alexander, uh, because we were all intrigued with this, uh, you know, we watch all the majors, you know, Australian, French, Wimbledon, U.S. Open. But yeah, you look at, uh, and then you look at Alcarez. Uh, well, what's yeah. your take on where he's at right now uh, versus uh, Djokovic in the Australian Open? Look, Alcaraz has kind of been quietly sneaking through that other half of the draw. And they, both Novak and Carlos have had a little bit of colds. There's been a gastrointestinal illness going through the Australian Open that they've been dealing with, but they've been getting through it. Um, it's something that happens. You know, when you play a major, you might get sick and you just got to figure out how to battle it out. So this week going in, they both feel better. So we're going to see you know, who can handle it the most. I still give it to Novak. My pick, though, I picked Carlos because I'd like to see him win. Okay. But looking at Novak the last match, he's just pretty solid right now, and it's, it's going to be tough. Carlos Alcaraz has that spark, but I feel like after last summer in Cincinnati, Novak changed a couple things. He got his volleys a little better. He's come in sometimes at tough moments. He's thrown in some serve and volley points. You'll see when he needs it. And he's kind of figured out what he needs to do to beat Carlos. And that's what makes him such a great champion. Now, uh, Alexander, what about uh, on the ladies' side, uh, Coco Golf? Actually, uh, th- that was intriguing. I'm watching that. Uh, I can't think of her name now. The, the Ukrainian uh, lady. Uh, Colin, yeah, Kalinskaya. Yeah, that, that also like yeah. six, seven, seven, six, and how that occurred, and then Coco Gauff yeah, was able to come she, out on top. Coco was down five-one in the first set. She wasn't playing very well at all, um, but give credit to her opponent. <laughs> she took it to her, and she made Coco uncomfortable. Uh, Coco fought through that match. Look, there were sixteen breaks of serve. It was a pretty ugly match when you, if you look at the stats. But the difference is Coco Goff knows how to fight through it, and Brad Gilbert's really helped her play a better game and not panic and run everything down and just get one more ball back when she needs to, even if it's 
winning ugly, which is what Brad Gilbert wrote the book on. It's kind of funny that he's coaching her now because yesterday's match was ugly, but she got the win, and that's all that matters. Now, tomorrow night against Sabalenka, yep. she's going to have trouble if she plays the way she did last night. And it's so funny because it's with Australia time, we're watching it at nighttime right. or in the middle of the night. So it's like hard to, to really watch because sometimes you got to record it and then watch in the morning. But if everybody can watch tomorrow night, that's going to be an exciting match. Um, Coco against Arena Sabalenka, rematch of the U.S. Open. Sabalenka is going to come out ready because she's not going to be happy about her performance of losing that championship last fall. I know we're getting down, getting down to the final four of the ladies and the women. Obviously, uh, what are you expecting from tonight's matchups uh, with the ladies to end up advancing advancing to the semifinals? Look, I like Yastremska. She's qualified in. Um, she was twenty one in the world, and so she's not a normal qualifier. She knows how to play tennis. I like that she's put it together. She's gotten a little more consistent. She's had a great run. Noskova, um, a good Czech player, and she has a big serve. She took out Sviantek. So right. you got to look for her to put up a fight. I think that one's going to be a tough one to pick because you have both girls that have a chance to make it through to a final, uh, sorry, semifinal. And it's going to be who handles the pressure better. And also, Yastremska, if she isn't tired from qualifying, because this is her third week at the Australian Open. And as someone who's gone through qualifying, it's a lot of matches. So this is going to be her eighth match. So we'll see. uh, Seventh match. So we'll see. I I played eight at Wimbledon. I got to the semis from qualifying. So we'll see how she handles it. I mean, the... um, Fitness is a little different now, the training, so she's prepared. But that that's a good match. Two younger players looking to make their first semi in a Grand Slam at the Australian Open. And then, yeah, the other match above Zhang versus Kalinskaya, if I'm saying that name right. Uh, how do you see that one? Because to me, Zhang definitely looks like someone who's on a mission right now, too. Yes, Zhang, look, she's a good Chinese player. I don't like her serve. She definitely has a hitch that needs to be fixed with her toss and her take back. But she has a lot of power. She's very talented. Um, she has a big game. Kalinskaya, uh, another girl that's coming through, kind of I never, I didn't have her as any of my picks. So I think it's just like, free money for her right now. She's just got to play to win and see if she can get through because I think Zhang will actually have more pressure on her in that match. Awesome information, Alexandra. Always appreciate the time, and thank you for joining us tonight. Thanks, guys, and I got to give a shout-out to Midge Keller. She's one of my great friends, and she lives in Mandeville. Oh, so they live wanna... in the North Shore, Mandeville, yeah. Louisiana. Awesome. Yep, so I got to say hi to Midge. She's a big New Orleans State fan and a big fan of you guys. We'll appreciate it again, Alexandra, and a shout-out to Midge. All right, thank you. Thanks. Talk to you guys later. Bye. You can check out Alexandra Stevenson's work on the Believe in Serving Aces podcast. Get all your tennis information there, Australian Open action. Going on right now, Cajun Cannon, what you got? Well, uh, before we go to the break, uh, right here, uh, it's a while we got this, but um, 
you know, I always look at the text line, and uh, uh, this is from, uh, look at it right, 0698. Bobby, <laughs> we haven't even made one hire yet, and you're already predicted a losing season. No, I did not say a losing season. Come on, Cannon. Uh, let us have some hope. No, what I've said, uh, maybe 8 and 9 is a losing season, but 9 and 8 is not. And it's not much difference. Nine and eight, can you get to ten and seven? I think that's where we're at. You said more uh, of the same, so I guess people just heard not making the playoffs, and that uh, was no, 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 no. I'm being realistic. Uh, look, Tampa Bay made the playoffs at nine and eight. No, I'm not saying seven and ten, eight and nine. There's not much difference. <laughs> seven and ten or ten and seven. I'm telling you, that's where we're at. I'm just telling you, that's where I think we're at as a team in the future. Well, where we're at, we'll be right back with our picks for this weekend's action in NFL. Coming back with our pick two right here on WWL after this. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Welcome back into Sports Talk here, our Tuesday edition. I don't know why it seems later in the week already, Cajun Cannon. For some reason, I'm I'm like on Thursday already. Yeah, it just seems like maybe uh, inclement <laughs> weather. You're dealing with so cold, and then now it's not so cold. Then you take your plants out the house, and, uh, you know, did you cover them or not? And you can leave the animals out, your dogs or your cat. You let them roam outside, then you bring them in and all that. Your so weather shift just, is crazy here. I'm not yeah, complaining about the warm-up at all. Oh, no, no. Well, <laughs> without a doubt, a little more uh, foggy uh, You right. know, this afternoon. All of a sudden, it's like, well, look at the fog here. So, uh, yeah, that's just part. That's like January, uh, February weather. Well, you our, know, uh, come South Louisiana. Our pick six segment, Cajun Cannon, has now been dwindled down to a pick two. Pick two. Yeah, yeah, it is pick two. There ain't <laughs> no more games, Charlie. Come on, we, we can't do a pick Man, six. That makes me sad. How, how did we end up doing this past weekend, Charlie? Woo-wee. <laughs> I had a good week, boys. I went 4-0. Uh, oh, 4-0. Oh, no. no. I had the, the uh, Ravens, Vegas, the Packers, baby. the Lions, and the Chiefs. They all Damn, went through Charlie. for me. Bobby, you went 2-2. Two and two. The 49ers and the Bills are what really led you down. You went with all the home teams, as Yeah, you said. yeah, I went with the home teams. Uh, and, Mike uh, went with uh, the two favorites kind of early on. He actually had them switched up. He had the Texans plus 9 and the 49ers minus 9.5, and, and then he got the Lions and Chiefs, so he went 2-2. Two and two. Uh, And then, Steve, you had a rough week uh, going 0-4 oh with the Texans, 49ers, Bucks, Steve, and Bills. You, uh, I, I, think, I think Steve, in theory, is just trying to play catch-up, right? <laughs> Steve, in theory, is terrible at betting, and that's why I keep my money in the bank. Well, wait, <laughs> Steve, I, I feel like you look at oh God, where Mike is, where Charlie's at, Bobby and all that. I, yeah, try- I'm going to play catch-up. i got to go against the green, right? That's the, been the thinking, and it definitely has not it worked out, worked. especially this past week. I managed to go in for Congratulations. Well, yeah. well uh, hey, hey, listen, uh, you, you know what's the silver lining to that? <laughs> it's like, oh, man. It's I, fake I, money? No, no, it'd be like somebody might say, oh, Steve Geller, why would I go with his picks? No. You know what not to pick. Yes, you just go opposite of Steve Geller, then you'll make money. So if you went against Steve Geller, you'd be 4 no. There you go. I'm the anti. Just pick whatever I'm going, but I don't pick. Go in the opposite direction, then you win money. Steve, right. you do technically have a winning record this season though i mean looking oh, at the that, overall standings, okay yeah hit, hit us so mike is at 73 and 50 truly season. amazing 
I'm at 70 and 53. Bobby, I leapfrogged you by going 4 and 0 oh. and you going 2 and 2. We were right neck and neck. I got a game up on you. Bobby, you're at 69 and 54 and Steve, Damn. you're at 63 and 60, guys. So 69 at least, Bobby, hey, right? Hey, we 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 always winning money. We're winning money. We're I got winning Mike's money picks. for the public. Yeah. I, you know, if I wanted to potentially go for a tie, I could just pick different from Mike, but that would be hoping that Mike goes 0 3 in these final three picks, and I don't think that's going Wait, to happen. Wait, final three or final two? Well, the final, the final three, three because we have the Super Bowl after And then we have the Super Bowl. Oh, the Super Bowl. Super Bowl. We'll I, got, picking, I got yeah. you. I got then we got to pick one. I, I so, got you. Pick yeah, one. pick one. Pick We're just going to be talking about one, one game. Yeah, but okay. So I could go against Mike in all three games. I'm not going to because I don't think he's going to go 0 for 3. In fact, I think that his picks this week are pretty interesting. We're going to start off going chronologically as we always do. Let's Sunday go. afternoon, the AFC Championship game, the three-seeded Chiefs at the one-seeded Ravens. Baltimore opens as three-and-a-half-point favorites. Guys, I gave you the stat. Patrick Mahomes as an underdog, according to ESPN's Jeff Darling. Eight and three overall. Not even against the spread. Eight right. and three with it when the Kansas City Chiefs are an underdog with Patrick Mahomes in his in his career. I think it's just unbelievable. So it'd be stupid to pick against him. Mike picked the Chiefs. I'm going with Baltimore here. Oh well, let me tell you. I a lot of times let me tell you my logic. It's no damn common sense because I have a lot of common sense. <laughs> but all I know is I pick the Ravens. And the 49ers in the Super Bowl right. uh, late July, early August. In so you're rolling. Camp. You're right or so die with I that. I don't care about no damn point spreads. I'm looking at uh, like uh, the Ravens will have a convincing win and they're going to cover the three and a half. Uh, that, uh, now, listen, I might get burnt uh, because you don't bet against Tom Brady or Patrick Mahomes. But I'm going with the Ravens. I'm like you, Charlie. I'm going with the Ravens, and I'm going to lay the three and a half points. So Mike t- explained this to me this way. He said the half point was the only reason he was picking the Chiefs. Well, instead because, of three, yeah. Yeah, instead of a three. Like, going from three to three and a half or two and a half to three, it's it's like going from six and a half to seven or seven to that's seven true. and a half. In the betting world, that's a gigantic number. But at the same time, I love what Baltimore's doing. They have the best scoring defense in the NFL. They shut down that good story of C.J. Stroud and the Texans last week. They that didn't is, even score offensively. They, they didn't. Right. They scored one field goal. They, they didn't they, get a they, single they, offensive they, touchdown. And they ran back a punt. Exactly. Roquan Smith yeah. is a superstar. Oh, like he is. Like If you're looking at the matchup last week against the Bills, the Bills' defense was so banged up, guys. You saw Dorian Williams. And listen, I love Tulane. I love Dorian Williams. He's a rookie. He's playing major minutes in an AFC Divisional game. That's how banged up they were at linebacker for that yeah. matchup. You're, you're not going to see Dorian Williams in this game. You're going to see well, Roquan well, Smith. Well, 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 and, you know, Charlie, you bring up Roquan Smith. You know who benefited? Uh, and I, and I, I can tell you, you could pull up the tape way back. I was saying, why in the hell are the Bears getting rid of Roquan Smith I said, that dude's a freaking stud. I don't care what team he plays on. He's worth the money, and he goes from the Bears to the Ravens. And uh, But you know what it did? It made Patrick Queen better. Patrick Queen from LSU with the Ravens. It was like, uh, I don't know. He's an NFL player, right? but he's been exploited. All of a sudden, he's at uh, like a Pro Bowl level because of Roquan Smith. Helps when you got uh, someone like that playing as uh, yeah. Doesn't uh, Roquan, doubt, doesn't Roquan fit Baltimore kind of like a glove? Like he's oh, like the uh, next gen right. Ray Lewis type he, of thing. Exactly. He is like uh, you pass the torch, Ray Lewis yes. to Roquan Smith. Without a doubt. I agree, I agree with you. 100%. Baltimore's Charlie. top scoring defense, Lamar Jackson's the MVP. This is where he's going to prove himself, get to the Super Bowl. Baltimore's my Super Bowl pick. So, I mean, I'm, I'm picking them to beat, you know, eventually the 49ers. That might be a little bit of a spoiler for later on. But Baltimore, I best. Most complete team in football. 
I mean, the Chiefs, they got the Patrick Mahomes effect here, guys. But give me give me the Ravens to cover three and a half at home. Well, Charlie, you and Bobby will be happy. Poor Mike, I'm going to end up mushing his pick because I'm going Kansas City and the Chiefs uh, just because Patrick Mahomes getting three and a half points. Right. I like that there. But um, I'm hoping that I'm not the jinx on this one. Well, no, no, uh, because it's like uh, Steve. I understand that logic uh, because betting hard to go Pat, against them, right? Betting against Pat Mahomes, you're like betting against Tom Brady. Uh, that normally Brady. doesn't work out. <laughs> work out. So moving on to the NFC Championship game, guys. Dun, dun, we got the three seeded Lions at the uh, top seeded 49ers. San Francisco seven point favorites yeah. at home in this one. And just well, gonna, uh, let me yeah. actually start off by saying Mike does have the 49ers covering the number here. Well, I have the 49ers covering, but I would not be disappointed if the Lions win. Uh, I mean, I, I, the, the way I look at it, okay, I'm going to give it the seven points because I had, you know, obviously I said the 49ers, Ravens in the Super Bowl, but who hates Dan Campbell? I mean, who that nation? Dan Campbell is our kind of guy. And uh, all of a sudden, Steve. I was going to uh, say, there was a texter we, we got to. Okay, I'll read it right here. Oh, oh, okay, Bobby. How in the hell are we let Dan, Dan Campbell out of the building? Sounds like uh, he had control. Uh, Steve, uh, did you control over the D? Uh, the D. He, he, no, that's he's incorrect. A tight end coach. Right? No, he's like no. Well, there's two things wrong there. We didn't let Dan Campbell out the door. No, no. Uh, but when you look at Dan Campbell out the door, <laughs> it, it, it was like uh, Sean Payne. I was, was going to say there. Sean Payne's still co- head coach of the team. What are you going to do? Uh, no. Uh, so that's all hindsight. Uh, no, but Dan Campbell is a winner. He's an old school. Uh, uh, you, you know what? I don't know if the Gen Z people would like this. The Gen Z people would never accept Dan Campbell unless you have to accept him because he's a he's a winner. The Gen Z would never accept uh, bite a, kneecaps? A, a press coverage. Yeah, bite, bite him in the kneecaps. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Well, well, what are you talking about? Did you see, like, well, Justin we Jefferson was that? good. Because like, they had a sign at the game against Tampa Bay, and someone put up the sign saying, like, bit off their kneecaps. And they checked mark against the Vikings because they eliminated them okay. and won the division. And then they had a check mark next to the Rams. <laughs> and then, like, that. people were, like, complaining that it was supposedly making fun of, like, the, the ACL tears of oh, Tyler Higby and, like, TJ Hawkinson. Even, like, Justin Jefferson was tweeting about that. I'm like, dude, this is clearly a reference to what Dan Campbell said in his introductory press. Yeah. What are you talking about? People no, no. are just soft. Hey, yeah, 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 you bite him in the kneecaps, and, and uh, listen, and people could say, well, Abar, what are you talking about? No, or you punch him in the mouth, you knock out their teeth. I got punched in the mouth. I got my teeth knocked out. I got a knee to the face, and I got my teeth knocked out. That's football. Oh, come on. It's football. So, so anybody anti-Dan Campbell, you got to be freaking kidding me. So Mike's got the 49ers, Bobby got the 49ers. This is where I give up my hope and dream of catching Mike and potentially winning or tying at least uh, our pick six, annual pick six. I'm going with the 49ers here as well. Uh, Just looking at what Mark Schler said, I think there's a lot of validity to what he was talking about when he mentioned if the 49ers defense got embarrassed against Green Bay, but that was against Green Bay. They have yeah. a full week to kind of get things together for this upcoming they got match against, against the Lions, and I think that's the best thing that could have happened to them, that yeah, they played they, a tight they, game they, like they, that. Hey, Charlie, like you said, they got humbled, and, and, and you know what happens? Uh, let me tell you this. Coach Shanahan, uh, you might say, oh, you got to be able to adjust at halftime what you want to do. He is so meticulous, and what they want to do offensively, that game plan, you know what's the worst thing that happened in the Lions? Um, damn, I got all these damn plays. He ain't freaking playing. Debo Samuel. 
And That's going to be huge. Absolutely. Uh, okay. Absolutely. So wait. If he thinks like, okay, we got to win this game and we can have Debo Samuel available in, in the Super Bowl, then it's a different animal. Uh, so but you got to uh, get there. So now it's like a 50-50 proposition. Yeah. Is he available or not? So I think he'll be better prepared as far as what they want to do offensively to help out Brock Purdy. Now, the one who's the alpha dog, let me tell you right now, Christian McCaffrey, one of the greatest running backs in NFL history. I love Alvin Kamara with the Saints, but there ain't no Christian McCaffrey. CMC now, uh, is a beast. Uh, now, wait, who knows? If Christian McCaffrey was in the 49ers, he might be doing with Christian McCaffrey. I think the worst things the Carolina Panthers everything uh, ever did was run Christian McCaffrey into the ground. It's part of Scott Fitterer's uh, terrible GM tenure is what happened. Okay, we're going to run him into the ground, and then he, uh, then the 49ers are going to know how to utilize Christian McCaffrey. Let me tell you, I think Christian McCaffrey's a stud. I think Alvin Kamara's a stud. But Christian McCaffrey, I guess it's not politically correct. All I know is they ain't no white boys like running back like that. Okay, what other team Name has, another one, right? Uh, name another white uh, boy running gotcha. back like Christian McCaffrey in the NFL. Eh, they ain't none. They ain't none. Well, Jens, ain't nobody like on that level. I'm making it a clean sweep. I've got the Niners giving the seven points as well, so we all know the Lions are going to end up covering or winning out right now. <laughs> Clearly. <laughs> Coming back with more, closing out the show right after this here on WWL. Closing shop here on Sports Talk. We will be back tomorrow, but a short show, uh, only till 5.30 for the LSU basketball game against Georgia, which will be coming on. We'll be talking about the latest on the Saints search for a new offensive coordinator. Could that answer be in-house, or does the team need to bring in an outside voice? Plus, where would you upgrade this Pelicans roster with the NBA trade deadline approaching? Like I said, then at 5.30, LSU men's basketball playing at Georgia on WWL and the free Odyssey app. That is tomorrow night. Cajun Cannon, been a fun one again here. Take it away. Say goodnight to the Houdat Nation. All right, bon Good night, people. Who that? Go Saints! We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only twenty-five dollars a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile, get four iPhone 15s on us, and four lines for twenty-five bucks per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Baseball is back, and so is MLB.tv. Watch every out-of-market, regular-season game on your favorite streaming devices. Anywhere, anytime, all season long. Follow the action live or on demand. Track four games at once with multi-view mode and catch up with in-game highlights. Plus, original programs, minor league broadcasts, and local pre- and post-game shows. Go to MLB.tv to start your free trial today. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission.